Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we discuss principles that help us live beyond the mask. Today, we are bringing in a guest who's not really a guest. Uh, he is one of the founders of True Face. He started True Face uh, about 24 years ago with Bill Thrall. Every you guys listening have been faithful followers, listeners to this podcast. So obviously, he will not be uh, a new voice or name. Bruce McNichol, the president emeritus, the guy whose shoes I am attempting to fill. Welcome to the new version of the True Face Podcast, Bruce. How you feeling? Thank you, Robbie. This is like a dream come true, actually, to be the former. <laughs> I love being the former, and I am so grateful that. You and your wife, Emily, have been, I think, chosen by the Lord for this season to help bring this really powerful message into the next generations. And it's not like us old people don't have stuff to learn. We got a lot to learn. But I'm so grateful that you understand uh, so much more than I do these next generations and can take uh, between these two worlds of this message of Jesus and these uh, these worlds that uh, are so connected and yet so lonely, uh, we love that you're going to have a whole a whole purpose in bringing people to connection to authentic community. Uh, so I'm I'm more than grateful. Thanks, man. It is uh it's been an amazing few months so far. I, for for everybody listening. When I transition into this role, a big question mark when you when you step into a role in from a founder is how is this going to go? What's the relationship going to look like? Is it um, what's the friendship? Uh, you know, how's the transition going to go? And so far, as a testament to this guy's mentorship and leadership and character, I, Bruce, I give you an A plus. It, I. Hey. I, love I keep you. hearing you say so far, you know, so <laughs> hey. I, I really am on edge here. I just got to, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to try to behave myself really hey. well. Hey, this uh, next month to that, you know, it might be a complete mess, but so far, Bruce, <laughs> it has been amazing. I love working with you and um, alongside you. It has been so humbling and, and your modeling of how to empower and entrust the next generation it has been an example of humility to me um, in action, which has just been amazing. And I love you more as a friend and a mentor now than I did before I started, which is not a easy, not a light thing to say because transitions are hard. And yes, they dude, are it's sketchy. Been, it's been fun so far. Um, yeah, that's so, mutual. So Bruce and I and the team, we've been wrestling with, you know, how to articulate what true face is and who it's for. And we've really been circling around this language that we want to equip people to experience trust in their relationship with God and others. And that's our hope for this podcast to bring uh, guests on here to share a story, to unpack the principle of that, and then talk about how that can apply to our lives so that we can help each other experience and apply grace into our everyday lives. Uh, Bruce, give us a little context for yourself uh, over the past 24 years in case there's some new listeners to the podcast. And then I want to jump into the story, a story from your life, from your experience today. But first, give us a minute of context and the journey uh, you've been a part of with True Face. Thank you, Robbie. I could come out of uh, business as well as the church, and I had an opportunity to uh, watch across this country and other countries um, 
many thousands of leaders over a period of, of two decades um, work so hard to build up their businesses or their churches or their institutions, their universities, and to work so hard at, at doing that, giving their lives to it, and yet uh, failing to protect and leverage that which was their goal in life, whatever mm. business or university. And I, I saw people breaking trust with each other. I saw leaders who were really educated, eloquent, successful, and yet uh, lonely and impoverished in their relationships. And so we started um, 24 years ago, almost in our 25th year now, to address the issue of more leader development than leadership development. And gradually we realized, well, everyone is a leader in some way in that they influence other people. And so this message of Jesus, the gospel of grace instead of the gospel of behavior management, uh, was the thing that we focused on for all these years. And it has served to free us increasingly in our own lives and families and friendships and businesses and, and churches. And it has served to free many thousands of others around the world. So we're just grateful that uh, we got to focus on this for almost a quarter century and now that you carry that same passion for the next generations, yeah. we we uh, humbled by that. It's it it, it definitely feels like uh, prayers have been exponentially answered over the past twenty four years with the ripples and the impact of the ministry and how how God has stewarded the gifts He's given you and Bill and John and the team and. Um, yes. So it, it's an exciting, um, humbling thing to steward and pray big as we have been praying as a team. God, how do we how do we help this message grow to free more people? The way it it, it really gave me a degree of freedom in my relationship with God and others that I had not experienced prior to coming across Trueface about eight years ago. So I'm thankful it has had huge impact on me and a lot of people in my life. Um, so I'm just. Uh, get to say thank you. I've said it in person. Mm. Now I get to say it on the new podcast form, which is pretty fun. So Bruce, now I'm going to pass it to you. And I, I know you've thought about a story in your past that might, uh, that you could share with us. So what's come to mind? What are you going to share with us today? That's so um, encouraging to me to realize that God's been at work in my life. Even before I met Jesus, he's been at work in my life. And so lately I've been thinking about stories that occurred in my grade school and early teen years mm. that have had a formative influence on my life because God has a purpose in everything. He has a purpose for our lives. And even though we don't know it at the time, he is active and he is taking us in directions. And so I grew up in a kind of a high octane family. I was the middle child, older brother, younger sister, and I had parents who started gem stores or jewelry stores in small university towns outside of Portland, Oregon. And uh, one day my dad hired a gifted salesperson and told him that his requirement in hiring him was that this staffer not take another uh, start, another uh, competing store within five miles of, of this particular store, uh, which was in a university town. And and uh, by this time in junior high, I was working in the stores. All of us worked in the stores. 
And so we kind of got to know the different employees and such. Several years later, after they had shook hands on this agreement, the man who was a really outstanding salesperson and now had gained a knowledge of the community and, uh, and also the customers, he started a store within one block of dad's store located on the main street of uh, town there. And to my, to my mind, I thought, well, uh, I wouldn't have known how to say this, but this is where we exercise some historical family power <laughs> in this little town of less than 15,000 people. Uh, maybe we sue, maybe we take matters into our own hands and we, we can uh, take care of this guy's reputation because after all, look what he did. Mm. And um, I'm thinking, man, dad, you've got three kids, education's ahead, you got to make some cash. And um, I just, I, I couldn't believe what my dad did at that time. Uh, he said, of course, I would, I would have put this in writing. Uh, if if I'd known that uh, you you can't trust business people simply because they're Christian, <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Trust is earned, and not every Christian leader is trustworthy. Um, and that's kind of partly how we got into this work of true face in the first place. Is that I began to realize, oh, there's a dark side to the divine work, uh, and not that a contract is any guarantee. I mean, thousands of written contracts have been violated with no recourse. And so later I'd learned that a contract is only as strong as the character of the people behind it, mm. uh, or in worst case, maybe the attorneys and courts who can enforce it. But that wasn't my lesson to learn as I was 13. The key statement that dad told me is that he said, actually, we have bigger kingdom business to do in this town. Mm. than selling diamonds. And he, um, he forgave the man. Uh, and, and I noticed that my dad was increasingly free in his soul to pursue relationships with business leaders, institutional leaders, the, the people of, the, of the, that city and other cities who kind of heard about this story. He, he just kept right on building relationships and family business and so And I will never forget um, the peace and the freedom that he had. And now as I, I look back on it, I, I didn't know uh, what dad knew at that time was that um, it is really important to pursue the relationship. And uh, so that, that had a big impact on my life uh, and on a lot of other people, both those who knew Jesus and those who didn't. So that's a story I've been thinking about. Wow. I, I, I heard a couple principles in there, uh, that, that trust is, trust is earned. And, um, we, I think all of us listening to this, um, have been hurt or burned by a Christian because of a greater assumed trustworthiness, uh, which has led to a harder, um, hurt when we have realized that Christians also are untrustworthy, uh, but but that <laughs> yeah. assumption leads to that hurt. I also yeah. heard you talk about the peace and the freedom from forgiveness, which is um, the significant lesson you learned from that. that tell us more what yeah. what does that look like in the, in the forgiveness? Yeah, 
Well, you know, at the time it happened, uh, and of course it happened over a period of weeks and months and, and then ultimately years, um, ultimately the, this salesperson uh, went out of business and while dad's business thrived, but when dad forgave him, he didn't know that outcome. It could have gone the other way. Mm. That's, that's not, you don't forgive based on the fact that you can control something. And I, I was beginning to understand that. And, and I was also beginning to understand that, um, that forgiveness is a matter of trusting again, trusting God. Uh, a lot of people think forgiveness and repentance, it's twin, um, are, are issues of willpower, but they're really not. That's, that's back to that gospel of sin management or behavior management. Then, then you need willpower for that gospel, but for the gospel of grace, you need trust. And I, I, I saw dad trust and I, it, it, you know, basically God gives grace to the humble, to those who trust him with their lives. And I saw that in action, though I couldn't have explained what was going on at the time. I saw him experience this peace. And it's one of the, uh, this, this uh, principle is one of the uh, 12 principles that we use in the True Face High Trust Leader course, but it's also in the cure around chapter five on two healings. And the principle basically says that repentance and forgiveness are not really means to fix my behavior or to solve a conflict. Mm. They, are, they are gifts of God's grace to heal my relationships. And that's what I was beginning to see that, Many relationships were being healed by this. Um, un- uh, it, it seemed uncommon action of a business person, and basically all he was doing is saying, "God, I, I, I trust you with this. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. really in control of this, and I'm not going to." In many cases, you know, when we get into conflict, we want to, be, we want to prove ourselves right instead of do the right thing, and that was taking place in my dad's life he was saying no what what would what is the right thing and he i remember him later in later years talking to me about ephesians 4 where it says you know you forgive like christ forgave and he was in a much worse situation than we'll ever imagine and he forgave still so this whole principle of of trusting god to receive his grace to heal relationships is a, a really profound thing. So and, tr- trusting uh, God, go trusting God to receive His grace in order to heal relationships that comes through the forgiveness, which the fruit of that is the freedom and, and the the peace for you, not the other Absol- person. Absolutely, it is, and and it ultimately, you know, the prayer is that this person will also own their stuff because you know if we've been if we're older than two years old, we've We've uh, been hurt by people and we've yeah. hurt people. And so ultimately, yeah, that is the, the, the hope, the prayer. But if I don't forgive first, uh, the opportunity for healing relationships is severely damaged. So, um, so, so that principle that comes from that, that's, that's hard for me in application. If I'm being real, because I, my first go to is like, that dude's a punk and you know and what yeah. would be a way to have him accountable for 
rightness and fairness and business practice. And I think a lot of people listening are going, man, I want to, but if, but I have employees and I have accountability and justice, are those exclusive? Is, is like fighting for rightness and fairness sometimes, um, opposed to forgiveness? Yeah, I think it's appropriate. Uh, It's a both hand. It's not either or. Um, and that's what, uh, from, dad's perspective, that's what he was learning that, oh, you know, uh, even if a contract can't be uh, enforced, Hmm. it would be a good idea. It's a good business practice to put that in writing so that you have common expectations and common agreement. That's very important. Um, But things go south. Things go out of our control many times in this life, whether it's in a marriage or family, children or family of origin or business like this or churches and there are things that go out of our control and when they are out of our control then god i think is saying hey it doesn't matter what the situation is i have called you to love i called you to forgiveness and here's another beautiful principle i have actually put in you the dna i put in you a heart of forgiveness and repentance and so i i am asking you to trust me with that heart that I have put inside you and by the Spirit's power can actually activate into the worst circumstances of your life. Man, that I, just in processing this story and listening to it right now, it, I, I, as I'm listening to the story, I'm thinking about internal and external reactions. And it's my external reactions of get it in writing or sue them or you know, sit down with them and deal with it. External things can and should be done in every situation of what's the wise right. thing to do. But exactly. the the greater principle that you're talking about is the internal position where I could have a different external outcome, but still after your dad's example, the most important, most significant thing is the internal outcome. And in this case, that's forgiveness. And the fruit that's of right. that, of freedom and peace how do you quantify that? So what if he would have got an external outcome of the guy would have moved or got some money back or uh, whatever that would look like in all of our situations? All of us want the internal, but yes. our our reaction is is our usually focused ninety percent on the external outcomes of yes. what do we do. But the that's right, man. And we don't know who God's. Uh, preparing who who is watching when we're going through this Mm. um and i you know there are many stories that came out of that i think of a lifelong business owner very successful business owner who was right across the street atheist at best agnostic came to jesus on his deathbed and it was in large measure because of this forgiveness that this businessman had watched 30 years earlier jeez and he and he was still wrestling that down as he was you know, struggling with cancer. And my dad went to him because uh, he asked for my dad to come to his bedside. And he trusted Jesus. And it was a few weeks later that he passed away. And he, he did that because of what he saw go down wow. uh, in these businesses. So you never know. And, and I, was, you know, I was 12, 13 years old learning this. So it doesn't matter how young you are. God is at work in your life uh, to to restore forgiveness, to to embed it in your soul. 
Bruce, this is awesome. Uh, as as over the past couple of decades, Trueface and the Reach and the community, we really are uh, a, a, a really a movement or a team of people who have been impacted by the work you have done. I'm part of that. And so on behalf of everybody listening, I just want to say thank you. Uh, and, and as this team, this movement, this group of us that are part of this true face team, um, we are thankful and we are here and impacted because of your leadership and your legacy and your influence. Um, and, and we want this podcast to continue that, to equip all of us to uh, do just this, be reminded of the internal value um, in a world where the external is top of mind. And, and my hope for my own life and my processing out of this is to evaluate and ask, ask God, um, who am I not forgiving um, and therefore missing out on the rich fullness of peace and freedom that comes from forgiving for my benefit, uh, because that is one of the benefits of grace and being able to receive grace and apply it into my relationships. And so my hope, uh, Bruce, I'm going to walk away from this and spend some time thinking about um, how I can experience this, this grace and the freedom through who I need to forgive in my life for my benefit. Um, and I hope all of us are able to do that through a brief podcast as we run on our treadmills or do our garden or whatever, drive to work, wherever you guys are. That's our hope for you guys in this podcast. So, Bruce, to wrap up, I got a couple questions for you. Yeah. Uh, first question is, what is something in your life that feels life-giving? I think that um, watching people experience joy, mm. especially in the next generations, because they they ultimately got connected in true community mm. when they had been feeling lonely. And I've been able to watch that a bit um, it, with some um, 20-somethings and 30-somethings lately that has given me tremendous uh, joy. It's, it's life-giving. That's cool. Uh, next question, uh, who or what are you learning from in your reading, listening, studying? What, what are you reading or studying right now? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I'm kind of eclectic in that way, but, um, what I, what I've been doing is, uh, in my little Slack channel, that app Slack, I've been putting down all the scriptures that have come to me on my morning hikes uh, up the mountain that have to do with uh, loving people to the end. And uh, I would say that in that, um, the way Eugene Peterson has rephrased some of the gospel and the epistles has been most impactful in these last uh, probably five weeks. Um, so, yeah, Eugene Peterson, uh, thank you. I know he's already graduated to heaven. But his work lives on in my life. That's awesome. Bruce, it has been a pleasure working with you, taking over the reins. Now President Emeritus. Is that the, the second part of your title or founder, um, yeah. hero of mine? This is awesome. Uh, thanks for joining. I have a feeling uh, we're going to do a few more of these with you. So uh, yeah. 
We're excited. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. And everybody out there listening, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you would like it, subscribe it, share it with your friends. Uh, we are here to support you. Give us feedback. What do you want to hear? Who do you want to hear it from? This is a fun new season of the podcast, and we're thankful for you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. See you later. Bye.